devils on my shoulders One telling me get bold The weather's getting cold Seconds is follow suit She ain't got the time for moves Havoc is all I brew Need a way to diffuse Maybe a lot loud in a place vacant A little getaway, a little vacation Playing Smash Bros and some Playstation Full glass pour when the day fades Cause I really seem to spill bow when I'm all faded Shots lead to shots taken Focused on the ones I'm making Giving up on steady pace Feeling alone and out of touch Need someone down to roll Need someone down to pull up Someone around the hole How will I get about this rut? We'll just see how it goes We'll just see how it goes We'll just see how it goes Gave up on a lot And I've been so distraught Need a way to stop this Ooh, Can't focus well enough And coping is too much All this love for night I'm Ooh, Gave up on a lot And I've been so distraught Need a way to stop this can't focus well enough And coping is too much All this love for night I'm too proud for the chase I ain't gonna chase Cause you done turn into a race Now I need a brace Every sentiment bringing the pain in Found another I gotta move on before you Rub it in my face Rub it in my face And you go and find a new replacement Give me replace And all of these little raindrops Start hitting harder Cause I got no one to bother But these two ooh, devils on my shoulders One telling me get bolder the weather's getting colder Seconds is what to do Man, you gotta play it cool Just need the right news Can't move on with no boo How can I remove myself from solitude? Might dive in something cute, right? Are there any rules? Cause I'll risk it all like don't love might If she bad, then it's on sight We won't last in this song, right? I'm just here for a long night I'm here with Notebook P, the Boston R&B uh, <laughs> rising star, R&B artist, um, songwriter, singer. Um, yeah, welcome uh, to the Alternate Fields podcast, man. I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate being here. Really great opportunity. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh I just want to get right into it, uh, and this is episode mm -hmm. five. So tell me about Notebook P. Like, what are the origins of of that name, and like, where are you coming from? Like, give us kind of a briefing of your story bio up to now. Mm, where do I start? Um, all right. I guess the name um, Notebook P actually came from my friend um, Onyx. He goes by Clyde Black. Um, 
it was this one day um we were all thinking of like just like alternate names or, some, or something and um I remember I sent him a text and I looked I looked over at his phone and I saw that my name was notebook P and like in his phone and I was like huh is that me and he's like yeah he's like oh he's like yeah you always carrying your carrying your notebook around I was like well, you are right <laughs> like, you got a point there so I kind of took that and like and just ran with it like in like um just when it comes to like lyrics I, I've always been one to like really like when it comes to like the pen game like I make sure that's on point I'm, I'm, I've always been like a lyricist guy so like I really like that's where it really um extends to too there you go word yeah i love when names names just come to you like that and it's like oh yeah that makes sense you know it is what it is. i'm gonna stick with it because <laughs> i always didn't want to give myself a nickname because i always felt like ah oh, that's not i'd rather be like gifted one than like make one up myself yeah yeah so you are you from boston then or um yeah i grew up in dorchester and then i moved to randolph's but like i'm always kind of back and forth got you got you um Okay, yeah, so we, me and Notebook P, we met through uh, Alexander Day, who actually, like, I mean, most of my podcast guests of recent are because of Day, <laughs> the Day effect. He's a monster, um, man. <laughs> yeah, we actually just like did a R&B style joint the other day that's, uh, uh, I'm excited for you to hear, because you're, you're going to be in there soon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing him on Thursday. Nice. I might be. I might be joining on that one. Yes, uh, please. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, but yeah, we met in a session that we did online, and uh, I I checked out his album recently. Um, I actually just re- listened to it again uh, in the shower today. The whole thing and like, <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs> I, I, I like it even more now. And and lust, <laughs> lust is uh, making a rise for that top spot, but but that. <laughs> <laughs> but that not joint is still i think my number one man like that's one of my personal favorites too yeah um <laughs> and honestly like I, I think i like you better than usher man like for real and before we get into anything else like that that album even today like the subtle the whoever did the sequencing too it's super cool, like the way, like the, I love those radio things where like you're like turn, turning the dial and like mm-hmm. it pops into a new thing. It was just just overall well done, man. Um, like I said, the uh, messages. But so that's what I want to get into. How did you get into music um, initially? Um, hmm. I guess like the shallow thing to say was because 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 of women, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Um, I actually started writing because um, back in high school, actually, um, one of my friends, his name was Keith, um, I was just venting to them about this girl I was really into, like, and I was like, damn, like, what do I say? How do I talk to her? And he was like, bro, just write about it, and then you'll figure it out. And I was like, what do you mean, like, a song? He's like, yeah, like, you be doing that stuff, right? And I was like, all right, we'll try that. And then I showed it to him, and then he was like, whoa, this is, this is really good. And I was like, hmm, we should have to make more of these. And then and then it evolved over over the over the years into just me like really looking for production and like really writing out like songs and thinking of like projects before I actually wanted to put out music in general. I was just thinking of project ideas and stuff like that. Like, oh, if I was to make this kind of project, what would I write? And then like try to write for other artists in my head. 
things like that. And then that's what really developed, like, how I really wanted to, like, all right, I want to be a writer, a songwriter. So was that, are you saying that was high school or, like, late, like, your early 20s that that happened? Um, it was, it, was, it started in high school, and then it really, it really, I really got into it when I was 19. Got you. Nice. Um, I mean, did that work out with the girl, or? <laughs> Unfortunately not, but I got some good songs out of it. Nice. Um, <laughs> so did, through that time, did you have like someone that was kind of like a catalyst, but be, besides that guy, but like a mentor or like major influence on, you know, who you are as a songwriter artist today? Or like, were there some people early on that kind of helped guide you through that process? Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Um, besides like, like artists I listened to and I, and I looked up to, it was actually like the, the friends I, I make music with like right now, like um, they're in a group called DNA. It's Clyde Black, Quan, uh, Damaris, uh, Damaris Andre and um, Stash the Wave. <clears throat> Those are like all my friends I actually grew up with in Randolph. And like, we all happen to like make music too. So we were just like, hey, like, let's just like build off of each other. And like Lance Jackson is also another person too. like. Those are all, those are kind of like my music peers at first before I actually went into like making music and like putting it out and stuff. So that, those are, they were a huge help. Awesome. Yeah. I, I find it, I value most like musical relationships. That's kind of why I do this podcast and have people like you on. Cause it's like, man, keeping songwriters, producers, artists, friends close, like there's so much value that can be got out of that and growth. And it's genuine. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> Oh, I have some So are those cats still, uh, they still doing it, you know, as much as you these days too? Yeah, definitely. Um, Lance just uh, recently dropped the project. Uh, um, I have some production from uh, Damaris Stash um, on, my, on my recent project. And like, I've, I've, I've made music with all of them. And like, yeah, we, we're in this, I'm actually at their studio right now. Like, oh, word. Step out, like yeah, no. But um, yeah, we, we just try to like keep each other like close, bounce off each other, keep each other motivated, like things like that. That's key, man. And and who, so who is like the main, I know you penned most of the, or all the tracks on Fool's Paradise, right? And um, did some of those guys have a hand in the production? Where I, I looked at the credits, it looked like, you know, there's a mm -hmm. few different producers that were consistent throughout. Um, what was that, uh, what was it like making that record? Um, so, um, the production actually came from like, a bunch of different places, um, and a lot of different periods of time. Um, uh, my oldest song on there is Learning, and I wrote that in 2017, and I got that from Ricky Felix, um, in like a studio session, he was, I was like, that was when I was really on the hunt for like, R&B, like production, and all I kept getting was Trap, and then he showed me that, and I was like, bro. I don't know what I want to do with this yet, but like, this is, this is the one, like, I, I need to hold on to this, and thank God he trusted me and let me hold on to it for so long, because, yeah, because I, I really like that would be a lot, and then um, the newest track I have on it is Sugoi, and this is the second half of it, and then that one, um, I got that beat from Alfie, um, he's, he's a producer um, I met out here, and then he moved to LA, and um he's really good and um don't, that he sent me that he sent me that beat actually a while ago but i only recently like started writing to it because i was getting into like another pocket um, of, of like kind of like sounds to like explore <clears throat> and um most of the other beats everything in between 
it was just kind of meeting producers, building like a relationship with them. And like Rillo Forrest, he's really good. <clears throat> he made that beat from scratch and like seeing his process. Like I couldn't even write to that, to not for like, I want to say like two months. Huh. And then when I, when I finally like got like an idea, like the only thing I had in my head was the two devils on my shoulder. And I was like, all right, now what? Like, like, Sometimes like that. That, that's all you need is that key that kind of is the seed for the rest of the track, even if it doesn't come right away. Like yeah. as long as you got that main kind of concept mm -hmm. going, you start picking at it. So did you, uh, was it kind of just organic like that then? Or did you have like an intention, like I'm going to you know, start developing mm -hmm. an album or was it just more you're collecting vibes and songs and then started, started to write to them and work with them? Um, and they started to make sense to you as a project or what? Um, it was, it was kind of a, it's kind of a mess, <laughs> like the process in itself. Cause it started with like, all right, I want to make a project and like think of a theme and then like play by the theme. And it's funny cause that you said you listened to it in the shower because I was going to call this project in the shower. So like, <laughs> but I wanted to find like, all right, how do I like show range? Cause I know in the shower, people like to sing their hearts out. So like, if I can show a lot of range on a short project, people can listen to in the shower. That'd be like the concept. So I kind of like held on to that, and then I was like, all right, I can't just have a theme because I feel like I put myself in a box. So like over time, like I just I just started just listening to production or whatever I liked the most. I'd try to go for that, and then after I kind of built up like a good amount of songs to write to, that's when I try to go into like, all right, let me make another project again. And then that was kind of a bad idea because I started scrapping projects. I had like two EPs that I scrapped and I almost scrapped this one. And then I had to, <laughs> I had to really like buckle down and like decide like, all right, what are the sounds that I want to get across? Like, what's the idea? What's the theme? Like what fits, what works, what doesn't? And then I kind of worked backwards because usually you're supposed to do that at first, like build the sounds and then see what fits. But doing it backwards, it kind of like, it was, a, it was a fun process in itself because like finding songs that I, I already wrote with an intention and making it fit into a, a new theme because like, I had to change the title and the theme because in the shower it didn't make sense anymore. So like A Fool's Paradise made a lot more sense with the themes that like were, occurred in the whole project. Yeah, and I started to pick up on that um, after the second listen, but how would you, I mean, how would you describe what A Fool's Paradise is? <laughs> So, um, I feel like <laughs> in R&B and like in music, there's always like either like the boyfriend that wants to get the girl back, the, the guy that just wants to profess his love, or it's like the guy that wants to take this other guy's girl. It's like something along those lines, but you never really hear the perspective of someone while they're messing up in like a relationship or like while they're messing up in like, you never really get that thought process. So I was like, huh. Like, I wonder how it would be if, like, someone was to talk about, like, all right, you made a dumb decision, but, like, why? And, like, explain yourself. Because right. usually people just say that's just an excuse. But, like, sometimes there's, like, a thought process to it. Even though it might be dumb, there's usually some kind of thought process to it. And then it could be in any kind of situation. So I kind of took that with, like, personal experiences and, um, and kind of made, like, a Ned's declassified, like, what not to do. <laughs> with in, in regards to like a relationship or enrollment no and that's a fresh perspective <laughs> on those usual you know usual concepts in especially with in that throwback r&b and even modern 
um, where people just like immediately go to all the good stuff. But like, how did how did that happen? There's a lot how did we get there? <laughs> you know, and I think you did a good job with that, um, with that concept in mind, and I dig it. Um, so yeah, you got so you're getting you're collecting beats, like you start getting a vibe for like a project aesthetic, and like, I mean, a lot of times was it kind of half and half? Like you get a beat and you're writing with headphones in your bedroom or whatever. Or, mm -hmm. And then sometimes you're in the studio building from scratch with producers. Is that kind of yeah, how it was? Um, some of them, yeah, it was kind of a mix and match because sometimes I'd get like a little beat pack and then I'd kind of go through them and whatever whatever is resonating with me, I'd just write to it and whatever comes out, comes out. And then sometimes it'll just be like working in a studio and working alone. I feel like there are two different dynamics because I take my time when I'm alone, but in the studio, I kind of feel not rushed, but like um, it's a good kind of pressure to like get, get something out. Right, and it's always it's always a different kind of feeling. So um, I never get too worried because usually the producer is either giving me an idea or something, or someone else is in the studio saying, "Oh, like they'll give me a cadence, or they'll give me some notes, or something like that." So this is something to build off of. And um, like I can't I can't decide what process I like better because I do right. like taking my time and then surprising like the producer, like, "Oh, this is what I came up with." Yeah, and then building it is like a cool process in itself. It's like a real full down to the the last snare collaboration yeah I, i'm the same way man sometimes i just want to be isolated with a beat or something that i made or that i got from someone and take my time but mm -hmm. sometimes it's also good i mean that's why i love collaborations it's like you're able to just bounce stuff back and forth and like get a perspective that kind of opens up your whole thought on the song that the answer then arrives from that but mm -hmm. no yeah, about it um so how has how has like all the stuff that's been going on pandemic da 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 da, da like you know affected because obviously you put out an album you know not too long ago still i mean it's only been a few months um do you do you work with like a band at all or did you plan on were you planning on like doing shows and stuff to promote oh man <laughs> i had quite a few shows lined up for like the summer and like um like the may going into summer like um uh tour at least and all of those i just got a mass like just every other day there's like an email like hey sorry we're canceling postponed or something like that and it all just ended up getting canceled so that was a that was a pretty big bummer because um those would be those are gonna be the shows where like i could finally um afford to like pay a band like up front like, hey guys, like I have, we have a show, this is how much they're gonna pay us. And then this is like, I can like, cause I usually, um, the bands I'd work with, they'd work just cause like we were all friends. Right. And like, um, I just wasn't in the position to pay them like at least a good amount of money. So like, those were like the shows I was gonna have, like oh, I, can, I can finally get a band, I can get some rehearsals in, like I can actually like not feel bad for taking their time like for like rehearsals and stuff like that yeah and then when once that happened it was like damn all right square now we gotta start from square one and it was kind of a blessing and a, a big a big big uh roadblock because um, i ended up getting like a home studio and um and um taking my time at, um with like the project i was gonna release because i was gonna release at the top of the summer but of course like, uh, like obviously there's a lot going on and um, I just wasn't in like the the mindset of like let me make music. I just wanted to find somewhere to just diffuse, I guess. <clears throat> so like that process was was 
I, I feel like a lot of people kind of went through the same thing. Right. I, can, I mean, I'm sure that was frustrating, though, especially, like you said, with the band you finally got going, but then having this exciting new sound that I'm sure you're confident about getting out there to the people in, in a live way, because that stuff is, I imagine that stuff live, and it, it, would, it would rock, man. And, uh, yeah, man. But I miss, it, it, I miss performing live. Yeah. Well, are, are you thinking about doing any, like, online ones like get the band together in a cool environment live stream a, a, oh, yeah. a, that's cool. kind of what i've been on the hunt for like since i released it just like a, at least like a, a good space i can consistently go to and like just bring them in we can like decorate set it up and like go for themes like that because i want to get that solidified before i actually like bothered any of them right yeah that'd be cool um so let's see so you, you said you got like a little recording set up then? So you've been st you've still been creating stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely as much as I can. Um, so we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. What what has been your with with the way things are, and not really any live shows? Like what what's been your approach to promoting the project? Like, are you are you completely independent or like you work with uh people that help administer your your works and stuff or how's that work um no right now i'm completely independent um, um i've had like conversations with some people and like i've had um people like give me like good advice and like guide me and point me in the right direction so i'm definitely grateful for that like because i like to ask questions like you know if i'm doing something wrong i'm like hey like what can i do in my position <clears throat> and i guess um for me lately because i feel like um for me, like this project kind of feels like a like a restart, um, kind of rebranding myself in a way, because um, I feel like uh, before that, since I didn't drop anything throughout the whole year and the year before that, I was pretty, I was pretty quiet. Um, I wanted to use uh, 2020 as an opportunity to like kind of rebrand, but of course, Corona said, hold on, and. Um, <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to use this as like a all right, let's start again from ground zero. So I don't, I want to rebuild with the fan base I already have and like start hearing more people and being more put myself more out there so I guess like promoting wise it's, it's been more word of mouth talking to people and making more genuine like connection versus just a repost and like a spam or right. something like that like I've been emailing blogs and um just kind of putting out like those little car freestyles I've been doing on my Instagram just to get like a a different side of me like just put out little little clips like that things like that to get people to like oh who is this like a little buzz a, a genuine yeah like a genuine little interest right yeah because i mean you know i've come to find that you can hire like a pr person and stuff like that but like man a lot of the stuff you can really do on your own if you just do a little bit of homework or talk to some peers yeah. in the game that maybe have spent a little bit more time on it, like the Facebook ads and instant, like that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever gotten into the ads manager on Facebook, but like for very low, you can, you know, do uh, posts worldwide and get like thousands, hundreds of thousands of impressions and things can, I mean, if you got good content, mm -hmm. it, it can change, change things fast, but even like emailing blogs and all these things yourself, like instead, I mean, it's really easy like and more than ever people in the game are taking a lot more outside content and stuff and looking for new uh artists like yourself and 
So I think that's cool that you're still maintaining most of the control there. Um, Cause I think your sound is just something that as long as it once enough people get a hold of it um, or the right people, you know, it could, it could set on fire. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's cool, man. Uh, so what would you say your aim is now moving forward in music, songwriting and, and being an artist now that you've kind of got these things under your belt and they're moving forward? Um, I guess right now, um, the last thing I want to do at least before I kind of like took another step forward in like my artistry, it, um, I wanted to kind of expand my sound a little bit more, like one more time. So I did want to um, release like one more project and it was going to be a B-Sides to um, A Fool's Paradise. So um, you, you can't, you're the first person I've told. So like, Exclusive. Hey, she gets out. She gets out. <laughs> But um, um, uh, I've been working on that, like, since, because I wanted to time myself to see how fast I could put together a project that, like, made sense, and it was, um, like, the continuity was was right, and, like, everything, like, aligned. I want to see how fast I could do that for myself, and I wrote it pretty fast, so, like, I'm on the step of just recording everything, and I'm, like, halfway done right now, and I started writing it the day I dropped Double Fool's Paradise. Nice. So, so hopefully that, that goes properly and like i just wanted to explore like one more different sound to to really show like as much range as possible and then just shot myself as much to people i can't like just because i want to collab with as many people as i can and like um explore as many sounds as i can but i know like i gotta meet people that's time consuming so i know if i have a a product that can reach different genres it'd be easier for me to connect with multiple people nice yeah and i love I love that you're doing that and I love artists that are continually like trying out new styles and stuff, but staying true to kind of their essence, if you will. And that's what I've kind of found too, with even just networking and doing more collaborations. I mean, a lot through Alexander, but like, man, that's how you also gain a bunch of new potential fans and stuff. When you start following and that cross pollination just opens Mm -hmm. things up, man. And, um, yeah that's that's cool uh so yeah so you didn't waste any time you got right into start i mean you have a collection of songs you said of uh, that are you just got to record and stuff yeah i just got to record them all and like and just kind of pick um because right now i have 13 songs i dwindled it down to but i want to get it to like eight or nine yeah i like that number and uh, again back to the sequencing of your album like i think that length is good great for the times the way it was sequenced i mean those little things man they go a long way in my opinion um yeah because i try not to make because i know if songs are too long they won't get that replay value or the attention like i would want to get so i i try to be mindful of like what people want but at the same time like yeah it's like i I like it too so i want to do it my way exactly um it feels like we're kind of flying. It's fine though. <laughs> we're getting it all in. Um, so yeah, your current projects, that is it. So what's, I mean, what's the, what's that feeling like time-wise? Like what are you shooting for a, a timeline here for that? I'm shooting for mid January as for a release. <laughs> Cause I have like, I have this like this, this little rollout plan in mind and um, 
so like yeah i'm just shooting to, to make sure that rollout plan like can i, I can at least execute that because if that goes well it'd be, it'd be a cool little transition into it yeah but if not, it's, it, it won't be too bad i can, I can push it back a little a couple weeks word um so <laughs> are you gonna be recording that yourself or you you gotta pay for studio or what um, I'm definitely gonna go back to Curtis because he's the one who um he engineered um he mixed and mastered my, my first project and we I've been friends with him since the first EP yet we we made but I scrapped <laughs> and um I'm surprised he's still sticking with me but like shout out to Curtis <laughs> yeah shout out um, he has a lot of patience Stick with <laughs> so, like, I was first. definitely gonna. <laughs> I'll definitely gonna go back to him and like, cause I wanted, I wanted to go back and like see how fast we can get this done too. Yeah, especially for vocal production too. Like, I was just uh, kind of like the right hand man to Alexander remotely. He was, we were doing some vocal production where he was singing and like, just have again having that like second person that you trust their ears mm -hmm. to just be yeah, like, hey, try yeah. this melody, try that melody. And, and he's the type to to really say like he'll stop me in the middle of a take. He's like, hold on, do that again because you kind of like right. the note was kind of off. Like, and I really like I I really appreciate things like that because sometimes I don't see it or like yeah I get I get too timid to redo it or something. And he's like, nah, do that again. We're like, ah, do a little bit more. And I'm like, cool, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's key, man. That makes it breaks a, a vocal. Um, really, yeah, because yeah, and it shows like he's really paying attention. Like you, you care for the product. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually like close to my last question before my like bonus round of like uh, trivia, more trivial things. But I just <laughs> added this question last minute because I listened to the album again. And I was like, does Nopa P have a girlfriend or <laughs> or girlfriends? <laughs> I don't know. Or a lot of friends and girlfriends. I don't know. I'm sure notebook, <laughs> notebook key is ill-equipped to have a girlfriend currently but <laughs> focused on the craft. he's focused on the craft and he's been practicing platonic relationships nice, man. i like that, <laughs> that I, I respect that <laughs> um how, what are you like you gotta be like you're not 30 yet are you no yet. like 20, 26 26 nice that's that's prime age um right in there right getting right there gotta mature up <laughs> oh, okay let's let's get to know let's get to know notebook p here a little more what's your favorite color man <laughs> i love people ask that because i don't really have a favorite color i like a lot of colors but i really like yellow and orange okay okay like to keep it warm otherwise you you like to taste the rainbow yeah <laughs> no fun what, what's what's your favorite number uh it's a tie between 14 and 20. nice nice um do you know i don't know if you know not everyone's too uh informed about astrology and stuff but do you know your do you know more than just your sun sign because what's your what's your yeah, sun sign? i am a leo sun i am a virgo moon and uh what's your rising do you know that i'm i think i think my my rising is a virgo 
and I'm a hold on. I can I can literally look right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay. So I am a Leo Sun. I am a Sagittarius Moon, and I'm a Virgo Rising. Nice. I like that combo. Double fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fiery too. Uh, my solar oh, return is tomorrow, actually. So. Oh really? Oh yeah. snap! Sag gang. Oh. Solar eclipse too. It's it's getting hot. Yeah. What time? I'm not sure, but tomorrow the solar eclipse, new moon. I think Sagittarius. Uh, uh, oh, that's fire. We're also in Sagittarius, but then we're coming up on that 21st grand. On the 20. Yeah, and I'm like. What is happening? <laughs> like, there's so much happening. Jesus. I totally see the Leo sun in you, though. And you gotta, you're, you're here to embrace just shining like the sun, being radiant and like just spread, out spread there. all the energy I can. Yeah, creative juices flying. Uh, yes, sir. That's cool, man. So, you're a Sag. And I know you guys have a very stereotypical impression. Have you been called an asshole? Not, uh, no, no, not really. Okay, because you don't, you don't, you literally don't, you don't seem like one at all. Well, so <laughs> I'm, usually. I'm a moon Gemini and rising Gemini. So, like, Ooh. that's why I'm doing this podcast. Like, I got to and I got to be uh -huh. and I'm all over the place sometimes. But okay, okay. Makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, I see I'm connected to dots. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know the, the rising sign is like how the world sees you, how you project yourself. Yeah, you like, come off, yep. Yeah. And then like the sun is like your soul essence. It's like what you need to become in this life. It's fascinating Ooh. stuff, man. People don't give that shit enough credit. Yeah, people don't give it yeah, people don't give it a chance to actually look at yeah. the the, the the words behind it because you would just look at the surface level stuff like oh what you mean oh we're not compatible and then that's it it's like yeah. bro this it's not this is a lot deeper than that yeah it's not deterministic it's a living art and science you you decide mm -hmm. it's unique to the individual and how you navigate it's always unique yep yep yeah good stuff man uh so <laughs> what was the first uh album or cd that you that you got not like necessarily like the biggest influence, but like the first, like what's the first like physical like actually purchased? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. And maybe it um, wasn't physical because you're. I mean, well, we're close. It wasn't. Close yeah, it definitely wasn't physical because it was digital at that time. But it was Beyonce's uh, surprise album, Ooh. like her self-titled album. And it's weird because like I never listened to a Beyonce album. Like I always liked Beyonce, but I never really listened to her. And then um, I remember I was on Twitter, like it was one of those late nights. And then like, I saw the tweet and like, I saw her like just post like an iTunes link. And I was like, was she supposed to drop today? Like, is there news? I didn't see any news. Usually the beehive is screaming on my timeline. And then like, I start seeing people like, oh my God, Beyonce just dropped something. And I was like, oh snap, let me listen to this. This is cool. Like she didn't tell anyone. I feel like I'm, I got first dibs. And then I bought it and then Literally, literally my favorite Beyonce album, and I was like, "Wow, great purchase!" Nice. <laughs> that I mean, that was the first first one you you got. I actually bought on my own. Yeah, everything else, every other CD I had, it was like a hand me down from like right. someone else. Well, what was the first? Do you remember the first one? The, the first like piece of music that was handed to you or shown to you by someone else? 
Um, at the same time, it was Naked by Marcus Houston and Oh by Omarion. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I had to like listen to them like back and forth and try to figure out which one I like more. And I was like, damn, I like them both. <laughs> and then I saw you got served and they were both in it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so then what is like, you know, off the top of your head, the most influential song or album or both? Hmm. I mean, that's tough. I know, but like, you know, what comes to your mind when that, when that is asked? All right. I'm going to come back to song, but I think the most influential album It'd be a tie between Nostalgia Ultra by Frank Ocean and Because the Internet by Childish Gambino. Because those projects, I feel like, actually, I'd say a three-way tie. Because <laughs> the year I listened to Because the Internet, that was when, um, that was when I really got into Amy Winehouse. And then uh, Frank, those three albums, like, they, like, made me want to change the way I wrote. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so like those are definitely the most influential for me. I love listening like to him. He reminds me of like how what what David Bowie makes me feel too. Like artists that like when you listen to their stuff, they give you like that no fear. Like oh, I need to be more explore explorative and yeah, I need to explore. So, yeah, I limit myself. Uh, so great, great picks. Um, That's an influential song. Yeah, what are, what are a few of them? Let's see, off the top of my head. All right. Uh, Confetti by Tori Kelly. Um, um, Songs for Women by Frank Ocean. Uh, October Song. No, What It Is, the demo version by Amy Winehouse. And oh, there was one song I forgot the artist's name, but I heard the song in a taxi one day, and it's called "My Favorite Fantasy." That's what the song is called. You didn't have, oh, yeah, those songs. You got Shazam, bro. <laughs> oh, I didn't have Shazam at the time. I literally just asked the driver. I was like, "Yo, do you know what song this is?" And he's like, "Oh, this is actually my friend oh. who makes music in London, and his name is." yada 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 but the song was called my favorite fantasy and i remember it because the favorite was spelled with a u and i was like oh that's fun that's very uk of him <laughs> giving me good data for when i uh, start cooking up some joints this is good yeah this is good this is good little songs <laughs> um all right pock pock or biggie oh man <laughs> i'm gonna make some enemies but biggie <laughs> Uh, Beatles or Stones? Stones. Stones. Uh, <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? Yeah, Beyonce, hands down. I'm sorry, Rihanna. <laughs> I didn't like Rihanna <laughs> until she dropped Anti. Interesting. Um, at least, at least musically, at least. I'll say that. I, I liked her when it, in like every other aspect. But when it came to like music, she didn't really capture me until anti and i was like yeah this is the sound i like but you'd rather date rihanna if it came to romance instead of being oh, for sure <laughs> i think i'm with you on that 
Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle? Oh man, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. What what uh, decade over the last hundred years would you want to live in, and why? Mm. I mean, obviously, the farther back it gets, the more you know. Pretend like that didn't ha- exist. Uh, if that didn't exist, to be honest, I would probably I'd probably want to live in like like late seventies into like the eighties. Word, yeah, definitely. It was because that's when fly then. Yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of exploration. Yeah. I actually just watched the, the Bee Gees documentary on HBO and like Ooh. they got into the whole disco era and then how that era ended when they blew up all the records at Shake mm-hmm. or Comiskey Park or something and like I don't know oh, it's wow. interesting uh I love those music docs man I didn't know the documentary was on HBO on yeah, it came out last night um yeah it was good um so, do you have any special, extraordinary talents besides music that the world knows <laughs> about? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I guess I could cook. <laughs> That's one thing. Um, Ladies, I can draw. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I can draw. Um, I can dance. Okay. Um, <laughs> you got a music video? I mean, you gotta be, you gotta get a music Don't video choreography. Those are coming. Those are coming. Okay. It's on. It's funny that you mentioned it. Um, yeah, I guess I could tell you. <laughs> um, because you said Lust was growing. That I'm gonna have a video for Lust, Great. and there's gonna be some choreography in that one. I'm sure. So look forward to that. <laughs> there, but, um, there may be some beautiful ladies in it too. I'm assuming. <laughs> maybe we'll see <laughs> um <laughs> the ladies uh, look, he draws pictures for you uh he can dance uh i can dance and that's like i i could dance like salsa no i can't dance salsa let me not lie <laughs> have you, have you ever done that have you ever have gone salsa dancing at like a legit place it, it looks so hard like i just didn't even bother i was just like that footwork is that's just I'll let, I'll let y'all have that one. <laughs> I'll stick to a little little two step. <laughs> yeah, I think I went to one one time, but I didn't quite end up uh, getting on getting on the floor too too much. But uh, maybe next. I would. I'd be so intimidated, bro. Like <laughs> they look like they've been doing this since like they came out the womb. <laughs> like. <laughs> All right, that's a lot of talents. Uh, that's interesting. I feel like there's other fun things. There's I can more. Do, I just can't think. <laughs> well, if it comes back to you, I'll get to his next ones. Yeah, I'll sprinkle here. Um, what is, again, this is an exercise in not thinking too deeply, just what comes to mind. If you had to pick one word to describe you, what would it be? Um, <laughs> I was about to sound really... Coffee. Um, hey, it's fine if it's I'd real. I'd say intriguing. I like that. That's that's right on the edge of humble and cocky in the best way. Confidence. It's still confident. It's like true. it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, I want to toot my horn. What would the second word be then? Um, 
Oh, uh, I was gonna say talented, but I was like, oh, that's like, that's that's cliche. I don't want to say that. <laughs> it, is, it is cliche, but hey, it's I think it's true. So I'm gonna take that as the second word: uh, talented and intriguing, ladies. <laughs> wipe right. <laughs> Swipe right. Do you, oh, do, man, do you dabble it. with uh, those apps at all? Terrible, terrible luck. That's where most of those songs came from. <laughs> Oh. interesting you gotta update your your profile or something or what what's oh, going man. on I, ha- I had to the last update i remember putting was like platonic or not we could still get food because i gave up on romance <laughs> i was like let me just meet a cool person at least those are some great fucking lyrics right there <laughs> no you should check out uh if you haven't uh hinge so I've been kind of against these things for some time, or it just hasn't worked. It's been cold. Um, but just recently, I got back on for like a couple of weeks and actually have found success um, in certain realms. But uh, Hinge, if you haven't heard of Hinge, you just, you can like make prompts and like they make the girls make prompts and like questions. So like you don't have to match. You just like, like for instance, if I just like see a beautiful girl, I'll just like comments heart eyes and wow exclamation if they answer and respond like you're matched and then you can you can chat and oh, whatever. You can go from there okay, yeah okay. so like it's it's a lot more fun you can be kind of creative with like your prompts and comments and stuff and joke around okay. I, think, I think you'd i think it'd work well for you I'm not, I'm like, I'm more fun there. ladies would see how how intriguing you really are <laughs> Well, I, I have new rules with that shit too. Like I've learned some things. Where, like man, I don't have patience to like continue texting and stuff if I match with someone. So like, I let them know like, hey, it's been good to like chit chat for like a second here, but like, here's my number. Or if I like what they're saying, stuff like I'll give them my number and be like, if either people want to talk and connect or they don't, so it's like they don't literally. I'm ready to, I'm ready to get to the real here. I, I like yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a small talk. I like to just get get to the yeah. point. Like you're here for a reason. Right. Like we're both on hinge. Like come on. <laughs> like, let's skip the what's your favorite color. Let's just hey, what's up? <laughs> well, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to do a follow up episode so we can see how uh, if that became successful or not for you. Oh yeah, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> I'll dabble. I'll dabble. Excellent. Um, so we're getting near the end here. This has been mm-hmm. excellent. Um, in the so in the East, the traditions of the East, there was a word dharma that denotes a person's essence or like their nature or purpose in this life. And like in the Nordic tradition, it was the orlog, like your destiny, like or fate. What would you say like your purpose here is in this life? If you've thought uh, that over at all, which you know, I think most artists ask those bigger questions. Um, I feel like the idea of my purpose changed from what I thought it was a lot. Like at least from at least age like 22, it's like shifted. And I think like overall, like the, the most reoccurring theme has just been um, to teach and, and like enlighten others. Well, like, like make other people feel good. No matter whether it's like I give you some advice, because I've I've noticed that like 
over the years, I've kind of become like a, because that's, that's kind of another reason why I called it a fool's paradise, because I can kind of live in my music, like, out loud, like, and I can, it, it can really embody me, because those are things I actually learned, and, like, <clears throat> I had to, like, process in my own head before I could actually write them down, so it was, like, for me to explain that to someone, and it, and watch how much it helps them, and, like, their thought process, and I was, like, huh, maybe I should be doing this a lot more, like, right. just talking to people, and, like, and helping them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, because a lot of times, too, yeah. I think in, in that, um, you're not really directly teaching people intentionally, but like you're by being yourself and expressing yourself through songwriting or whatever art you do. Um, people, people look up to that. People are inspired and motivated by people who, you know, are themselves and make art and, you know, mm -hmm. speak their mind. So, and you're a Leo. So, you know, you got <laughs> out there. Hello, like, hello confidence. <laughs> I got to go out and shine. <laughs> I love that though. Um, let's see. Yeah, man. I mean, that's mostly that's mostly it. That felt like it flew, but I think we. I, I was interested since meeting you. You know, obviously seeing you work um, was a was awesome, and that's what I've been loving about these streams uh, and collabs that Alex has been setting up is man everyone that comes in there has a unique approach everyone like, yeah like everyone has to abide by like the like hey this is happening in this window of time so it's and, like yep so we gotta make happen make your fit yeah. yeah and it's like the way and it's like the people he picks he has a really good like i don't know what to call that i would say ear but like he has to pick the person he's not really hearing them but like he has a really good knack for picking people and putting them together yeah because like I would have never seen like me and Ocho like making a song like that, and then the way it came out was really cool. Like it, it made a lot of sense. And then me, Eva, and um, Amanda, we were all on like that. How that song came about, like I didn't think we'd be able to pull it off, but like it all made sense. And I was like, "Wow, Alex, you! I don't know how you did this, but like, <laughs> like those, you're, those you're, both <laughs> are hits, in my opinion. And what's amazing, <laughs> like after that uh, next lifetime session." Amanda and me, we had a conversation on Instagram or on the phone or whatever, and just mm -hmm. like kind of chatted and we're resonating uh, in the conversation. And she was kind of telling me like how afraid she was of like driving in the car there and like mm -hmm. really overthinking and this and that, like I've never done this before, like doubting yeah. herself. And then she's like, once I heard that guitar, chord or something like it just my artist in me i just started thinking and writing and like then the guy like notebook p and ava were supporting me and like compliment and like man that was a beautiful like, just that yeah. whole yeah trickle of of events like all that was just like it was so so perfect it was like one idea came off another like honestly when those chords came in it was like everything just made a lot more sense. Everything just became clear. Like it was like early. The clouds. Like, that was, that was like the best part. Literally, it was like. <laughs> and then it was like <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh, those to see the light of day because I think a lot of people love love those songs, and I, I'm excited for us uh, for that next session, man. I think yeah, I was telling Alex too, too, like since we, you've done more like collaborative uh, songs so far, I think we should do one where it's just more of a notebook P focus, you know, where we just like. Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be uh, a different vibe. Cause I don't even know <laughs> what we're gonna, I, I can't even imagine what we're gonna do. 
Yep, it's gonna be intriguing nonetheless. <laughs> Very intriguing. <laughs> well, shit, man. Oh, another fun fact: I'm an aspiring voice actor. Ooh, I've That's seen. Something. I've been wanting to get into that myself because I see like there's like different sites and stuff that you can just like make a profile and like get connected with people who are looking for voice talent Trump. and just like Literally, write down oh, a demo. Yeah. Are, are you do you? Have you done some like paying you? Um, <laughs> I haven't done any real. official. I haven't done anything official, but like I watched a fair amount of anime and like cartoons, like in my life to <laughs> to tap into different kinds of characters and stuff <laughs> and stuff like that. It's a little a little embarrassing, but like it's it's fun. It's fun. I think it's cool. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Have you seen uh, the Dark Crystal on Netflix? If you're into like, um, more, it's not animation, but it's like kind of, I think it's Jim, like CGI, Tim Burton style, like, uh, like kind of like not pu- puppets, but like it's, <laughs> all the stuff is that scene is like created, handmade, like they're not like CGI. I don't know. It's interesting. Oh. But the series is pretty, pretty deep and like really imaginative and fantastical and uh, you said it was called Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Oh, does it kind of does it kind of like a Muppet show? But yeah, that's really? what I'm saying. It's like oh, it's okay, a remake okay, okay. of an old movie from the '80s that was a movie, but now it became a series, and it was like his last, um, like his daughter oh. helped him do all the stuff with it, the creative direction, and like it's just a really good story. Um, huh. And if you're into like more, you know, I might, I might check. I'm gonna definitely check. Is that on HBO too? That one's Netflix. Dark Crystal. Okay. Age of Resistance. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm look that up. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. And if, if you do watch HBO, uh, his Dark Materials. Have you heard of that? His Dark Materials. I'm a, all right. I'm, it, I'm mentally knowing all his Dark Materials. Dark Crystal. It's good. It's stuff that's like kids could watch, but like it's deep. It's meta. It's deep. It's like there's a lot of symbolism and like imaginative. Oh, okay. You know stuff like that oh, i like that i like that the underlying like yeah. things I, lo- I, lo- I love stuff like that exactly well, <laughs> man i don't want to hold you any longer i think we got a lot of great stuff in and we can definitely do it again uh do again, yeah. we got projects coming up to shoot and you know we can get back on updates of how your hinge dating is going <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you and you reviewed on some of these movies and shows and you know definitely yeah i'm gonna definitely give you all the yeah i'm gonna write them all down and everything i got okay you. <laughs> cool man well hey i appreciate you and everyone out there who may tune in um go check out notebook p on all the stream places spotify and it's notebook.p and that's your handle too instagram on instagram yeah at notebook.p yeah follow him he's got fire shit and he's got more coming and sure. i'll be sure to send you the um the b-sides before it comes out okay cool yeah i'll give you a full, definitely love, a full love an opinion. before you release <laughs> yes sir <laughs> yeah likewise and man I, i'm actually getting that computer uh like the 17th so oh, okay. i'm gonna be supercharged and like I haven't been able to really like make beats normally like I would over the last, since like the summer. So that's why oh, I've been more man. focused okay. on like guitar songwriting with this band that I've been developing. So oh, okay, okay, okay. 
once I get the computer though, man, I'm gonna be back cooking and you know, knowing that people like you are out there hungry shit. Yes, please, I'll take anything, yeah, because I'm still working on because I've been working on um uh ooh, silky bop. That's that's my favorite right now. Okay. So yeah, I'll I'll have something of that soon yeah and, and honestly those were just ones that i hadn't come up with anything to so like but so, you know one man's trash is another man's treasure <laughs> now when I, honestly to me i looked at it like wow why hasn't anyone taken this yet this is this is beautiful <laughs> nice man well yeah i'll definitely be sending some things your way in due time but stay well and thanks again for uh joining me man this is a lot of fun thanks for having me too bro peace Can't man wait some love. Later, man.